Hey! Let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon, and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jumps. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. Hello. It's peanut butter and jams. Happy Thursday. It is a happy Thursday to us all. Um, I am Jordy, and with me as usual is... Brenda. Yeah. And uh, we've got a good show for you guys today. Um, We're talking with someone from... uh, We're talking with Claire Newell. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the hands-on cook-off contest. Mm Mm-hmm. She's one of the judges, so... uh, She'll explain what that is to you guys, but uh, it's a it's a neat contest that you can get involved in if you're a kid. Or if you know a kid. Oh, yeah, or if you know a kid. Or a youth. Well, if you know a kid that you want to hang out with. There are lots of kids that I may want to hang out with. Well, there you go. You could get involved, Brenda. I do have a nephew. Maybe I should uh, get involved, and we'll explain how to do that a little later in the show. Yeah. Um on top of that, we're also going to be talking about um, something I've been doing lately, which is eating dandelion greens. Which I'm really excited about this. I've been, I've just kind of told Brenda in passing that we're going to talk about this. She was like, what do you want to talk about? I was like, dandelion greens. And she was like, okay. Great. And so she doesn't know a lot about what we're going to talk about with regards to that. But I'm very intrigued. Mm-hmm. And we had a third topic too, right? Yes. Um, I also wanted to talk about uh, the... Uh, the new uh, Pilsner that was come out as a collaboration from uh, Doan and Russell Brewing, and uh, it's really tasty. And I'll uh, I probably won't spend a huge amount of time talking about it, but I will talk about it because it's an interesting beer. I have something I want to talk about too. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about there's a new survey out put by the city of Vancouver around liquor laws. Oh, I want to talk about that too because I have also. Um, filled out that survey recently yes so we have both filled out that survey and we want all of you to fill out that survey Mm -hmm. it's a great survey we're going to find the link so that we can tell you about it Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really great Um, this is on the topic of surveys um, there's also a canadian culture survey that's being put out by the federal government which is kind of unrelated to food um, but but, it's related but it is related to music and uh, we're going to find the links for both of those things, and we'll just talk about community engagement and and how to you, be a great citizen, how to be involved, and get your voice heard. Uh, so we're going to play some music. What and, do we got? Well, I thought maybe we'd start with Ashley Shadow. Sounds good. Uh, Ashley Shadow is um, the stage name of Ashley Weber, who uh, used to be in the organ. If you liked that band and also used to um, play with Pink Mountaintops sometimes, she is the sister of Amy Weber, who is in Black Mountain. Amber. Sorry, Amber Weber. Amber Weber, Did yeah. I say Amy? Mm, yes. Oh, okay, I meant Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, thank good catch. Um, 
and so very talented sisters musically and uh ashley shadow is a great project from uh, ashley weber check it out yeah this is the self-titled cd and the song is called tired
much to talk about as I roll my hands upon the tablecloth. A little wind stuff, people start to move inside, suppose it's dark enough to turn on the twinkle lights. And I think of what I really want, and that's for someone to stop me now. Don't just sit there, you know I want to. So let's go. And that was uh, Nicholas, or Nick, as his friends call him, Kirkovich. Mm-hmm. Off his latest album, The Hills, and the song was The Place Goes Quiet. Yeah, he's a really lovely pop writer from Vancouver. He also has put out a lot of other things in the past. Um, Lots. He rarely performs live these days, uh, but he has been still releasing music for the last, like, I don't know, probably, I feel like he has a release out a year, or every year or two. Mm-hmm. And they're all just as poppy. Yeah, they're all these real poppy jams, really good production, um, really good songwriting. And then he just goes about his business and then releases another one a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a live stream, you'd see us bopping around in the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a real great um, local local songwriter. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play one more song uh, by Painted Fruits. Uh, it's called Cheap Motel, Cheap Motel off the album Fruit Salad. And we're, then we're going to give our special guest a call. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Fruits. Oh 
And welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that song. With us on the line now is Claire Newell. Hello, Claire. Hi there. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, no problem. Thanks so much for uh, agreeing to be on the show. And um, we are here to talk to you about um, Better Together. Yes. So most people who know what I do and have done for the past uh, 23 years, I'm really dating myself by telling you that. Um, But I've been talking travel. And so this is slightly out of my wheelhouse, but I'll tell you the reason I got involved with this contest, which is a super fun one. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Better Together BC. So the actual contest itself is called the Hands-On Cook-Off Contest. It's put together um, by this organization. And the whole mandate of it is just to remind families that it's important to just not only cook together, but eat together and just remind people that... um, the benefits of eating together for kids, especially better grades in school, better health, better overall social adaptability. And recent studies have shown that cooking among youth is really, it's linked to improved physical and mental health. So I have kids of my own. There are six, oh my goodness, just turned 17 last week. I should correct myself. Um, and 14. 17-year-olds yeah, hate it when you call them 16. <laughs> I know. I know, right? The big thing for me is that my husband and I are both really busy, but we both grew up in families where eating together was a real priority for both of our parents. So we're trying to instill that in our kids. And you know what? I get that families are really busy these days and that people are doing things after school with programs with the kids and people want to work out and stuff. But I think by this contest, it's just a reminder that even if you could just aim to get one more meal together, and if it's a Sunday morning breakfast or it's a weekday dinner, whatever it is, try and get that into your um, into your schedule if you can. Like just kind of make it a bit more of a priority. And it's really mm-hmm. fun. I mean, in my house, the kitchen is kind of 
um, I don't know. It's like central. It's where if we're having a dinner party, people congregate for a cocktail. Yeah. If it's dinner time, people congregate and while we're cooking and then when we're eating, it's just kind of the the center of the house. I don't know what it's like in your homes, but is it like that too? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. that tends to be how most parties uh, I, I've ever attended work. <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask you how does the how does this contest work? Like how um, okay. how does it help well, people get into the kitchen? Well, it's super simple. Um, you have to be a BC resident to enter this contest, and all of the details for people are at the website, which is www.bettertogetherbc.ca, and it has to be two people in the video or more. You know, and it can be. Um, there's youth categories, there's uh, multi-generation categories, and the pricing is pretty good. I mean, you can win prizes of $500 cash, $1,000 cash, and if there's a little bit of incentive for people, I'm one of the judges, and I can tell you it's not about the fancy knives you're using or the you know, um, expensive ingredients. This is really about making a three-minute or less video that shows the interaction between the cooks it has some clear communication and shows that you're having fun. That's, I mean, me, I'm in, I'm in travel. I have no business being in the kitchen judging other people, but I, I do really believe in this contest. And I think that um, all the judges are looking for that same kind of thing. It's about the creativity and the fun and the engagement together in that kitchen. And there's lots of examples on the website that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And we even give you judging criteria. So go and, you know, get the inside skinny on what it is the judges are looking for. You can look at the past winners' videos. But, you know, there's, the odds are pretty good. Last year, there was under 100 entries. So grab your smartphone. It's not that hard. Put a video together and uh, submit it. And you have about three weeks left to do that. The, the It's about a month-long campaign, and the contest started about a week ago. So you still have lots of time. You mentioned that you have kids. When did you start cooking with your kids, and what were some of their favorite recipes? Well, you know, they have been in the kitchen. I have one of those kind of situations where my mom was an extremely good cook, so I kind of, anything I do, never going to measure up. She was actually, her background was in home economics. She was actually a home ec teacher, Mm. and so she's an outstanding cook. And she was, you know, I've, I've been busy building my business for even when my kids were born, I'd had my, my business for four years, but she was always with them in the kitchen, letting them kind of muck in and help. And my kids are actually better in the kitchen than I am. Mm-hmm. We, my, my 14 year old son and I went on global over they went, we went on Saturday morning and I let him pick the recipe and he picked this awesome recipe that had 1800 hits to the website within the first hour. So people loved it. It's a one-pot pasta. It was super easy. It's not expensive to make. My daughter, who's in grade 11 and, you know, going off to university, not this September, but next September, said, Mom, that would be a really great recipe for us to to, to put on the list of ones to take to university. It's um, These meals are about um, – they're healthy, and they're also quick and easy to make because I understand that families are, are, are really busy, so – my kids will get in the kitchen and do my son is 14 does all sorts of recipes he's really you know he he gets in there with um stir fries and he's really of course he started out with things like eggs and smoothies but has really worked his way up and he will spend if he's got time 
lots of time, you know, marinating meat and putting it in the oven and checking the temperature and much more than I would do. Putting lots of love into it. <laughs> lots of love into it. And then we get to sit around and enjoy it. And there's something to be said about everybody participating. You know, my daughter will maybe do some a potato dish and my husband might be on the barbecue and someone else might be tossing the salad. But those are the best meals. They're the ones that we all you know, had a little hand in and then we get to enjoy together. And it's about the conversation and as much as it is about the healthy, yummy food that we're eating. Um, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Well, just I'd love to repeat the website. It's really simple. It's um, bettertogetherbc.ca. Again, you just have to be a BC resident and we're looking for under three-minute videos. There's lots of categories, and all of the details are online for you. Um, and lots of prizes. So yeah, it I sounds just like there's great you. prizes. Lots yeah. of incentive. Uh, we did yeah, notice so. that the contest is expanding to Manitoba. Um, yes. How did that happen, and, and how did it skip the rest of the prairies? Well, we're really excited because the communications team actually, through BC Dairy, is actually behind this. Although, you know, there's no... You know, milk having to be specially positioned or anything. They really are um, dedicated to getting people to just eat more as a family. And so um, they had some inquiries from people in Manitoba. And then um, the, the Manitoba contest is run separately, but it's under the same premise. So it, you can, you know, if you're from Manitoba, you can enter your own Manitoba contest. And so the prizes aren't split up between uh, BC and Manitoba residents. But it's really encouraging to see that it's not just here in BC. It's something that started about seven years ago here, but now taking off to other provinces. So we're really hoping that other provinces will, you know, jump on the bandwagon because it's a really, really important message. And it's easily lost. The, you know, I know families who barely any meals together you know they've got kids one in soccer one in dance the husband's working late and it's tough it's tough to get the family sitting down and eating together but it starts you know one step at a time give yourself a realistic goal add one extra meal together and that's that's really what this is about so i was really encouraged to hear that another province has joined in let's hope that there's even more next year well, thank you so much for talking to us about this program. And uh, it was really nice to speak to you, Claire. You're uh, yeah, my a pleasure. great interview. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great night. Great, you too. And uh, we'll post the link to the contest uh, so you can go and find your niece and nephew or, or kids. Or son and daughter. Son and daughter. And uh, work, Stranger's on, child. work on doing that video together. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I think we have um, an ad to play and then a song. We do. Well, let's start with the song, song and then play the ad. Um, we're going to play Roco Code, uh, which is a local band that also just played in studio on CITR. So if you go to our website and type it in, you can listen to the full live performance. Um, but this track is called A Diamond.
Hey there. This ad caught your attention. It also caught the attention of the coolest people from Squamish to Bellingham. Music fans, students, and members of various cultural communities. If you want your ad to do the same, advertise with CITR and Discorder. If you've got a rad new ad or just something you want to share, whether in print, on air, or online, promote your wares, services, or events with us. Contact us at advertising at citr.ca or call 604-822-4342. Visit citr.ca for rates, information, and packages. This is the end of our ad, and if you're still here, we must be doing something right. CITR 101.9 FM presents the Main Street Vinyl Record Fair on Sunday, May 1st, the Heritage Hall on 3102 Main Street. There are over 50,000 vinyl records on sale, with great deals on 45s, turntables, vintage audio, and much more. The fair also features thousands of vinyl records available by donation in support of CITR, SafeAmp, and Girls Rock Camp Vancouver. There will also be a special feature, the vinyl spinning genius of the Knights of the Turntable. Discover rare gems and stock up on bargain classics at the Main Street Vinyl Record Fair. Go to vinylrecordfair.com or find us on Facebook for more information. And welcome back. And uh, I'm sorry if the audio is popping for our listeners. Uh, there's something uh, going on with Sam, Sam, our audio program uh, that is making sound pop when it plays it. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen too much more. We're going to close it, restart it, and talk about dandelions. Yeah, in the meanwhile, we're going to talk about some dandelions. Um, so, recently, I finally got out into the garden. Um, I have a garden space in my yard, and it had not been touched, really, since the fall, when I'd harvested the last bunch of stuff from it. I think it was some garlic that I harvested was the last thing. And then since then, I've ba I basically, we put some mulch down and ignored it. Um most of the fall and uh, uh, so I was like alright let's do it it's spring planting some spinach seeds oh there's weeds everywhere but then I remembered that you can eat dandelion greens so when I was ripping all the dandelion greens out I was putting them aside and I took them inside and I, I've been eating them and they're you can make some pretty good stuff with them um, I made a pesto with uh, a, a a sunflower seed sorry a sunflower sorry not sunflower dandelion uh, I don't know why I said sunflower uh, a dandelion green and pumpkin seed pesto does does pesto always have basil in it no no so pesto is what is the definition of a pesto um it is as far as I can tell, it means a green, which is usually an herb, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes is spinach or um, some sort of vegetable. You can with make a spinach? Some, nut, something, some nuts um, that have been blended with oil, and then usually there's some sort of cheese involved. But I've seen vegan and vegetarian pestos that have no cheese involved. Sorry, uh, vegan pestos that have no cheese involved, and they still taste pretty good too, okay. and feel like a pesto. So sometimes people use uh, pine, like the most traditional pesto is basil, 
parmesan, olive oil, pine nuts, maybe garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a real traditional pesto. But there's lots of things that you can do switching up the nuts for a seed or something else that's uh, that's got that kind of like nutty crunch to it. Um, you can switch up the herb. I've seen pestos being made with mint or um, lots of other greens like par- like parsley. I've seen parsley pestos before. Okay, so this was dandelion leaves and sunflower seeds. Yeah, so this I made with dandelion leaves and no, I have pumpkin seeds. Um, pumpkin seeds. And I just really like the idea of going out to the garden to plant stuff. And then taking the weeds that are like in the way of me planting things and then eating the weeds. I looked up dandelion greens and they are better for you than most greens that you can get in the grocery store. So why are you planting a garden then? Uh, that's a good point. I should just let it let the dandelions come back and eat them. Let them flourish. Yeah. Why was I planting spinach? Dandelions are better for me. Mm-hmm. But were they as tasty though? Did you derive that much enjoyment from I it? I did actually like the taste of them quite a bit, although um, they're a little bit on the bitter side, kind of like um, arugula mm-hmm. or even. And the, apparently, if you get them while they're quite young, they're less bitter. So the older the dandelions get, the more bitter they become. And but to kind of ameliorate this, you can rip the leaves so that you get less of the stem near the base the base the stem near the base is like kind of the bitterest part mm-hmm. um, on older ones and um, i found when i was making i made this pesto i just followed the, a recipe i found online um, which is really easy it's basically just dandelion greens pumpkin seeds garlic i put in some cheese and a bunch of olive oil blended it up and it was re- really easy to make and tasty and um but it was a little bit on the bitter side, and so me and my wife tasted it, and uh, we're like, oh, that's that's all, that's all right. It kind of uh, we can eat this, but this is not ideal. And then I put like, uh, I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna try something. And I put like uh, just like a teaspoon of honey into that, and then blended it up again. And the honey just like cut the bitterness, and it was really, really good at that point. Um, and it lasted for a, like a week. The pesto that we made because we made one big pasta dish with it. And then we just kind of kept it and put it on grilled cheese sandwiches and other things like that. Just used it as a spread. And it was really, really tasty. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind the bitterness, you can also just like stir fry um, dandelion leaves or you could even make a salad. Although I find they're a little, for my taste, they're a little too bitter to be a salad. I don't mind them when they're kind of cooked with a little bit of salt and stuff. But you could experiment with it if you were so inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, so you made one dish with the dandelion I've made a few different dishes with the dandelions now the pesto was like the main thing I made and I found that was a really good use for them because often it's just kind of like expensive to get a whole bunch of basil to make pesto but dandelions are just right there and they have mm-hmm. like a nice kind of like nutty flavor to them they're not um, they're not really mild in flavor like some lettuces are they have um, a strong enough flavor that if you make a pesto from them they actually add some flavor to it in a nice way. And by nutritious, what like what are you getting from the dandelion leaf? Um, they're a huge source of vitamin K, if that's something you're vitamin looking for. Vitamin K, what, what does that mean? I don't know. It's like special K, but not really. It's some sort of vitamin that people like. 
Um, but it's a great source of vitamin K. Um, I think it was a good source of iron, a uh, good source of vitamin C and A. Vitamin K clots your blood. Oh, it's a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. So if you have... Um, oh, you want it to clot. I thought you didn't want your blood to clot. Oh, you, it stops you from bleeding. Yeah, like when you get a cut, you want it to clot so you don't bleed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, is it hemophiliacs that, that don't have yeah, oh. blood clotting skills? Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you're a hemophiliac... You should go hard on go the dandelions. Go eat some dandelions. Um, I, I was only willing to eat dandelions from like my garden because... Um, I know what the dirt's like there, but you could harvest and if you have a nice clean yard, you could harvest them from your whole yard um, as long as you know that people haven't been throwing pesticides down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be that would be also then you don't even need a garden space to do it mm-hmm. or if you happen to live in you could just forage yeah if you live in a more remote location or if you just want to go to a more remote location, you could just Go and pluck a whole bunch of stuff out. I wouldn't recommend taking it from the side of a highway, but you know, um, you walk a little ways in, into into the woods from the highway, or a little ways into a field from the highway, then you can get some delicious stuff. And it's good in a stir fry. If you mm-hmm. don't mind a little bit of the bitterness, you can put a sauce on that. Great. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other thoughts on dandelions? Uh, no, I was just impressed on how easy it was to cook something tasty mm-hmm. from them um, and how easy it was to get them. And also. the cycle of life in your garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to play a track by Malcolm Biddle. Uh, Jack. Malcolm Jack, who is also Malcolm Biddle, but uh, official name, Malcolm Jack, and who just played our Discorder fundraiser on the weekend. And then we're going to come back and talk about that tasty beer that Jordy was talking about earlier. Yes. Master Courage has it crumbled. The lacking average smacks the host. What Marcus is revealing was the last to see the most. And we tackled the lucky misconceptions, invited Prudes to kiss the bride before the family hit the mirror. Convenient talent rectified before our vision. We were asleep. to use the correcting signage on the highway just so Harper signs the truce more ugly back road prima donnas convicted of believing sand that hung in horizontal lanterns pursuing comical commands most entertainers just go solo Demanding some mediocre faith. The canvas, if prepared correctly, has grown to perpetrate the waste. The ring you gave to mother melted. Convinced she'd sacrifice it soon and so anticipating nuance. convinced us fully is bad enough when took alone. But verses scripted post-attention are said with fingers on the phone. 
versus scripted post-intention or said with fingers on the phone. Claustrophobic marionette, animate muscles content to control. Where the must implied with reason, adult mistake, faulting routine. Listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim speaking Musqueam people. Wake up and jam out every Friday morning with your host, Austin, on Wise Men Radio, airing Fridays, 9 to 10. I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. The 2016 Doxa Documentary Film Festival hurdles headlong into the nonfiction universe. Whether it's one of the best base jumpers in the world or great Maya Angelou soaring the heights of literary fame, this year's selection of films take a leap of faith in the quest for justice, freedom, and naked glory. It's all happening May 5th to 15th, 2016. Check out doxafestival.ca, doxafestival.ca for more details. And welcome back. You are listening to Peanut Butter and Jams on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. I'm Jordy. And I'm Brenda. And uh, we are here to talk to you about a couple links that we have for you to, or sorry, surveys, surveys. Surveys. Uh, yeah, we're really excited to give our opinions. We have lots of opinions about the world. We do, but maybe you do too. And we're very excited uh, to share those with our city and our government, and we're really hoping that you will too. Yeah, um, so let's talk first about, I guess we'll talk first about Vancouver, uh, but so uh, there is an organization that's run by the city of Vancouver called Talk Vancouver, uh, which is a kind of community engagement project, and on their website right now is something called the Vancouver Liquor Policy Review um, which is a survey that you, as someone who lives in Vancouver, can uh, fill out um, explaining how you think Vancouver should develop its liquor policy. Should it be more relaxed? Should it be more uptight? Should, it, should booze be available in parks? Should booze be available in patios? Should retail stores have it easy and get more booze licenses 
Yeah, so they ask lots of questions about location. Like, do you think liquor licenses of certain types should be in certain neighborhoods or, um, for example, all concentrated on Granville Street? Mm-hmm. Or is it okay to have late night establishments scattered around the city? That is actually, yeah, that was a really interesting part about it where they talk about basically they're saying, do you think that the Granville Entertainment District is a good thing and should keep going? Mm-hmm. Or not? And no. Brenda says... No, I would be, like to have a beer in my own neighborhood. Yeah, I don't mind that the Granville Entertainment District exists. I just want there to be more options um, for people who don't live in it or near it. Like, I, it's silly to make people, like, if you live out by Marine Drive, there's not a lot of bars out there at all. And going, being expected to go into town just so you can have a beer with your neighbors is silly. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just going to stay home and have a beer with their nice to have a bar in your neighborhood mm-hmm. a local place for people to gather uh there's questions about hours of operation and what you think is appropriate there's questions about safety and security and um how to make sure people drink responsibly if if you're feel like those uh what you uh what the city can do to encourage responsible drinking if you think that's an issue yeah yeah or whether you think that you know uh giving people a little more freedom is risky or not yeah, mm-hmm. so a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, so that's that's one survey you can you could take as a, as someone who lives in Vancouver, and um, it's run by uh, just just if you've got your pen out and you're ready right now, it's run by Talk Vancouver, and it's called the Vancouver Liquor Policy Review. What did you Google to find that, Brandy? Brenda? Uh, I think that's exactly what I googled. All right, City the of Vancouver, Vancouver liquor, liquor Policy Review Survey. Yeah, it's yeah. A, and it's a survey that you can take out. Brenda's going to post it to our Facebook group if you happen to like us on Facebook. And what is our Facebook group? Uh, peanut Butter and Jams. CITR? Uh, yeah, on yeah. CITR 101.9 FM. Yeah. So go there and click through to the survey. We're also going to post the contest. Yep. And uh, we are also going to post a survey that is being uh, put out by uh, the federal government of Canada. Um, Heritage Canada is putting out a survey where they are reviewing how Canadian arts and culture are being supported by the federal government. This is an initiative by, I guess, the Um, Heritage Minister. Heritage Minister Jolie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's open to reviewing everything yeah it looks like they are considering all changes like is uh, they they talk about what's they ask you to talk about it whether you're a stakeholder or not and then they say like how should the how should canadian culture be fostered what's the best way to promote it and is or, or like what do we want more of what like what should be getting supported should it be should we be focusing on creating um a an easily ex- uh, an easily competitive environment should we be trying to curtail foreign ownership should we be creating arts grants and like f- trying to fund uh trying to fund artists should we be having a strong public broadcaster should we not be having a strong public broadcaster you know whatever you want i think we should have one but you know maybe you don't you can say it there yeah, and so they, they really do. Heritage does everything from, like, the CBC is in their portfolio, Telefilm, the CRTC. The National Film B- 
Bureau. Yeah, the NFB. Yeah. The National Arts Center, the Canada Council for the Arts. It just goes on and on and on and on. Any uh, Canada 150 celebrations, mm-hmm. sport is already Oh, yeah, also. sports was another one that they talk a lot about, which I, I kind of forget about because I never really any celebrations much, yeah. and birthdays um that is all part of canadian heritage so it really is um really is, it really is important that we speak up and and talk about uh, canadian content and, and what what those what those things that we want to invest in that uh, that keep our culture alive mm-hmm. and uh, both these surveys we're talking about um they're going to be up for probably a little bit longer, but they're not going to be up forever. So take the time to um, to fill them out while you're thinking about it right now, uh, if you can. Um, they're, uh, so uh, so the two surveys are the Talk Vancouver, Vancouver Liquor Policy Review, and the um, Canadian Heritage. What, do you, what's the official name of this one, Brenda? Oh, it just got announced. Give me a second. Too much googling. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll find the link for you. And we'll put the official name on the Facebook page. And we'll uh, also tell you before we close off this show. Yeah. Do you want to? Should we put a song on while we finish searching? Yeah. While we do our Google searches. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's play a song. Um. Do you want to play that metal band? Yeah. Let's play Black Wizard. So excited about. Oh yeah, I love Black Wizard. Okay, so this is like this awesome like stoner metal band. Um, they're Van- they're Vancouver based. They've been they put out like six albums now um and they are like they they're serious about their music but they're not really they don't really seem to be serious about much else um this is uh this is black wizard off of their new album which is called new waste new waste
I just wanted to do a nice experimental music radio show and maybe throw in some nice talking that anonymous like a private body sense yeah. in your podcast. I mean I think I could I can talk and that's good enough. Fight or flight music sometimes for things that are not alright. I just radio essays and travesties, radio catechisms, half baked philosophy and criticism, experimental beat music, avant garde, post punk, industrial. Noise, ad nauseum. Screw it up. 